Hello, and welcome to the Student Ministry Conversations podcast with your hosts, Russell Martin and Brent Aiken. This podcast is all about equipping, encouraging, and inspiring youth pastors weekly with topics that are brought to the table by youth pastors from all over the world. And now, here's your host for this week, Brent Aiken. Hey, and welcome to the podcast. If this is your first time listening to us, we want to welcome you and invite you over to our website, studentministryconversations.org, where you can find all of our previous episodes, show notes, blog articles, and much more. Our goal is that you are inspired, encouraged, and the things that you hear on this podcast can equip you to be a better student pastor for the church that you're serving in. But bef- and before we get to our guest today, one other small uh, advertisement announcement that we have going is we're looking for new people to uh, join us on the podcast as hosts. So if you listen to this podcast regularly and you're like, hey, I'd like to do that. Um, we are looking for one or two more people to potentially come on as co-hosts on our podcast um, to have more voices on the show and to um, help Russell and I um, spread out the episodes a little bit more um, so we can continue to keep having um, episodes weekly and getting content out to you guys. So if you'd like to do that, um, you can message us on any of the social medias at Talk Student Men, or you can email us podcast at studentministry.com. Uh, .org. And then we also have a job post on Facebook if you'd like to do it that way. But other than that, today we are sitting down with Shauna Johnson. And um, so Shauna has uh, been a long time coming and uh, it's been on purpose because uh, Shauna works with me. And uh, so Shauna, tell us about yourself. Tell us what you do, where you're from, why you are who you are, I guess, and why you chose the topic. All right, cool. So uh, like Brent said, my name is Shauna Johnson and I am actually actually his associate youth pastor at Wiley Methodist in Abilene. Um, And I'm originally from Artesia, New Mexico. It's a small little oil field town that most nobody has heard of. Um, But we always say we're right between the aliens and the bats. We're between Roswell and Carlsbad, New Mexico. Um, So that's where I'm originally from. But I came to Abilene to go to college at McMurray University. Um, where I got my interdisciplinary degree in Christian ministry, interfaith, and theater. And so a lot of people are like, oh, what did you want to do? And I was like, well, I want to be a youth pastor. And they're like, okay, Christian ministry, that makes sense. They're like, interfaith, okay, I could see that. And then they're like, theater, was that just for fun? And I was like, well, I like, I love theater and theater is definitely one of my passions in life, but I also see see theater as another way of ministering. Um, And so for me, it just kind of blended right into my degree. And I think a big influence in that is my youth pastor growing up. Um, He actually had a major in theater. (laughs) So I could already see how it applied, how it worked. Um, And so, yeah, so I just kind of took my love of theater and intermixed it in with my love of youth ministry. Um, And you've kind of allowed me to use that passion um, in youth ministry, which has been great. Yeah. And so that goes hand in hand with our conversation today. And like I said, we've been holding off on this one for a while. Um, but it's one that I've been excited about, and that is basically uh, the title of this episode is Acting Out 
the gospel, but in the grand scheme of things, how do we take acting? How do we take skits, dramas, theater productions and make them in a way where youth can participate, youth can act out and um, display the gospel in a different form, and then also do it for their peers, do it for the church that they are in, and then maybe even take it outside of that and do it in the community in some different areas. And so um, first off, like, what does that look like? Obviously, a lot of people are, when they think drama, they're like Shakespeare, Romeo and Juliet. And it's like, well, I don't really see how that goes into the realm of like doing skits for Jesus, but like, how can a youth group take the idea of drama or acting or skits and stuff like that? What can they do with it to make it impactful for the group that they have? Yeah, that's a great question. And so I think first we have to get over this stigma. Um, there seems to be this period of time where theater got this stigma of um, being unchristlike almost. Like it got this bad rap because you think Los Angeles, you think uh, reality shows and stuff that we normally do not say in the church is a good thing. Um, and so I've actually had like people say, oh, acting acting is terrible, like, because you're lying, and lies are from the devil, and I've actually had someone tell me that, and it's like, I think you're limiting your perspective on what acting is, what, what theater is, and so theater actually started, like, in a church setting. Yes, it started in the Greek church, but it went down into the Christian church where they were doing passion plays, where they were doing the Christmas narrative. You know, every Christmas in a lot of church, children put on the Christmas narrative, right, where they have Mary and Joseph and baby Jesus. Um, that started in the church, you know, theater started in those settings where, it went from um, oral words, right? Because not everybody could read, not everybody could get their hands on like the written Bible that it had to be told through word of mouth. And part of that was envisioning it, right? Seeing it happen. And so people would act it out. Um, and so I think once you get out of that stigma of theater is bad, theater is lies, theater is like what we see on TV now um, that we don't condone. And instead, theater see theater as a chance um, to connect to the stories more. You always connect to something more when you can visually see it. Um, and I always tell people um, that impact is harder. It hits harder when you see someone visually acting out these stories that we know in the Bible so well. Um, you know, we see it in vacation Bible school that if you have a group of kids in a room, but suddenly you put adults in front of them acting out the stories, they're so much more intent than, okay, we're going to sit down and we're going to read this passage of scripture because you're going to lose kids' focus a lot of times. Definitely today, it seems like kids' minds are everywhere, right? They're on sports, they're on school, um, they're on every little thing in the room that moves and catches their eye, where if you have movement in it, where if you have them actually looking at the actors acting it out, suddenly these stories that they've grown up with take on a whole totally different perspective. And so... Yeah. 
when you're moving into a youth ministry setting, I think the kids are old enough not only to watch it being acted out, but start participating themselves. And so I like to, um, being your associate youth minister, I deal with the junior high kids, which junior high kids are everywhere. They're a blast. They're so much fun, but they've got all this energy that just having them sit down for a lesson some days is impossible. And so I'm working through the Bible with them. I go through the Old Testament. I go through the New Testament. And suddenly if I say, okay, guys, I'm going to have you act out today's story. They're like, we're going to do what? <laughs> right. Um, but you give them the story passage narrative, like David and Goliath, you know, it's a story they know, but you have them acted out. Suddenly you have two people as Goliath, you know, on each other's shoulders with like a, a, a pool noodle as a sword. And you have one of your shortest students being David and they just get to see the story in a different way. They get to imagine the size better of Goliath. Like what if two people were on each other's shoulders, right? And the story just seems to sink in. And not only that, but now they have that memory. They have that experience of, oh my gosh, this was fun. I had never heard this story this way. I had never had that emotional connection to this story than when they acted out. Um, so that's definitely one way that I incorporate theater into my ministry is I have the students start acting out these stories and it also helps them memorize it so that later, and we do this in summer camp, at our summer camp, um, Brent directs, he has um, the kids at one point, each small group puts together a skit from the lesson that they learn during the day. And that skit retells that lesson. And it might be them recreating the Bible verse, like I just said they did, or maybe they took what they got out of that lesson and they put it into like a real life scenario. And I always love those because it's like, oh, it's connecting with them. They're seeing this story and going, hey, this happened in real life. That applies to it. Let's act it out so that other people realize that. Um, and then they can take home that experience and they can share it with their church, right? They can share it with the younger kids um, when they're working VBS or maybe they're helping out with the younger kids or they just, you know, go up to the children's minister and it's like, hey, we want to share like what we learned at camp and they do a skit for the younger kids. And usually kids will love that because first off, those little kids are looking up to those youth, right? Because they're going to be there one day and they're like, oh, that's so cool, right? Um, but it's just a really neat way. And it's an easy way for youth to share the gospel with others um, because they're not having to stand up and like read from the Bible and try to put together a message, which they might not be comfortable with yet. But it's really easy for someone to get up and go like, I'm Goliath, rawr, you know, and be a little silly with it, but it's still getting the message through. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. And the thing is, is I, I want to go back and hit a few things that you said. Um, first off, going back to the kind of stigma that theater has gotten over uh, the past couple, I'd say past couple centuries, to be honest. Um, but it's just one of those things, like even when you look into theater itself, I mean, I'm just looking at your posters on the wall behind you. <laughs> yeah. um, the thing is, is like there are so many major theatrical productions 
um, that have incredible spiritual undertones to them. I mean, Hamilton's on your wall behind it. I mean, like the spiritual undertones in Hamilton are definitely there. Uh, the other ones that come to mind especially would be uh, Les Mis. Um, and so there's there's a lot of spiritual undertones in these in this theater uh, productions. And the thing is, is I think, like you said, it's something that we need to um, embrace and not shy away from. Uh, because once again, when you get kids up moving and, and like, actually telling the story instead of just saying all right class here's this and we're gonna do this and this is what we're gonna read pull out your bibles kind of thing like that i'm gonna be honest there's days that i check out um and so one of my favorite things to do i mean like you just said is uh when i have to go speak to a group that i've never spoken before and i have the availability to do it um i tell my favorite story in the bible which is balaam and the donkey and so then I literally get people, I get someone to act out the donkey, I get someone to, to be Balaam, I get someone to be the angel holding the big old sword. Um, and the thing is, is I actually have the sword. Um, and so when we tell that story, I give the sword to the kid that is the angel. I've done that with <clears throat> high school groups, college groups. Um, and like you said, just the investment and the interaction that you see when you allow people to be a part of the story and then instead of just reading the story, um, you cannot, you can't, uh, you can't sell it. I mean, it's, it's something that's completely different. Um, and the engagement is unparalleled. So you talked about, um, how you do a, a few different things you do, um, with the junior high, you get them involved in the lesson by telling them to act out the story. Um, we've done skits within our youth program, We've done skits out at church camp. We've done um, productions in our church. Um, our church does an Easter drama every year, and there's pretty much every single year two to three to four uh, youth that are in that production. Um, and so what do, I, outside of, I guess, allowing them to comprehend what they're doing more, what are the other benefits of having maybe not only a youth ministry that does drama, but incorporating that into the church as well and allowing youth to be a part of that. Yeah, for sure. I think first off, um, when you get the entire church involved, um, that youth can then jump into, you're giving the youth a chance to um, be more a part of the whole church body. A lot of the times it feels like in youth, um, they get put in a corner, right? And then you have the adult side of church. Um, and sometimes that works, sometimes it doesn't, right? But it works a lot better when you blend them together, um, that suddenly those youth have a connection into the church, not just into the youth program. Um, and it's really cool to get to see the adults right alongside the youth act out something. Like you said, we used, we do the Easter drama. Um, and this past year we had two of our youth in it, one narrated and one was one of the um, disciples. And so during that last supper meal, and it's amazing to see um, those youth get involved because in all honesty, some of those disciples were youth age, you know, we're so used to seeing um, the disciples portrayed by um, older gentlemen, you know, older guys um, from anywhere from like dads up to like grandpas, right? And a lot of times we don't see that younger portrayal. 
um, that's actually more accurate, right? And we don't get to see that, oh my gosh, like there were guys for the youth, there were guys my age walking with Jesus that were his disciples that were doing this stuff. Um, so it's just another chance for the youth to connect and to realize, oh, like there were people my age um, ministering to other people. And it's like, yeah, you can take that and you can do that um, at school and in your everyday lives. And so as a church body as a whole, it's important to get the adults in on this kind of theater thing too, to show the kids like, yes, it's okay to do this. And in the same way that youth connect to the stories, adults are going to connect to the stories in the same way, right? We're always, um, I don't know how many people came up to me after the Easter Last Supper production and was like, I love that y'all do this because I connect so much more with the story. Like I understand it better when I can see it acted out and it just helps. I don't know. There's just something about theater, right? They say theater imitates life and that's the truth, right? Um, and for you to suddenly see um, this actor portraying Jesus, washing their feet, breaking bread with them when he knows what's about to happen, it just hits home a little harder. It's like, oh my gosh, you know, the love that he had for us, that he did these things, right? Yeah, and not only that, like you, you, it's almost like you're watching the movie for the 15th time where you know what's about to happen. And so you get to see all of that. But I think that just adds to the story as well. Like when you're watching these plays, especially Last Supper, you're like, oh no, like Jesus, you're, you're literally about to die. Like, what are you doing? Kind of thing like that. Even though we know what's going to happen, like it allows, like you said, it allows us to connect that much more yeah and there's something about theater it just there's this it's called the fourth wall right it's that the actors aren't talking directly to you um but you understand everything that's happening you have a better understanding than those characters actors right even though they know what's happening you have a better understanding of what is going to happen than that character does in that moment right and that gives you this opportunity that that imagination sparks right the imagination you have as a kid to go out and play with your imaginary friend it's almost that same spark that like you know this isn't real this isn't really Jesus and his disciples but for those moments that you really get sucked in and you're watching it it's like, no, this is what's happened. This is what's happening. And your mind doesn't tell you like it's fake. It's not real. It's not happening, right? Because you get sucked into the story. Um, and so to do that for an older audience is just as important as with youth. Um, it's a way to connect because we don't know who's walking into that church if they've heard this story for the first time or they've heard it for their entire lives, right? And so it's just a way to get the message through in a different way. We've seen um, videos and we've seen um, readings of the story. We've probably heard it in sermons, um, different stuff, but we might have never seen it live acted out. There's something about emotions live that are so much higher than even movies. Um, 
something about real person being right there, being able to hear the emotion directly from the actor to you, it's just a different experience. Um, and if you haven't experienced it before, I definitely encourage you to experience it um, because live theater is just so different and you just get so much more captivated and wrapped up into it. So saying experience it, are you saying I have to go listen to a Broadway show and like go see the like the cream of the crop or like what what are you talking about? No, definitely not. Um, Broadway and your big time theater companies are amazing. Um, but honestly, I've found that your local theater can be just as an amazing experience. Um Everywhere you are, there is probably some sort of theater, whether it's um, your high school, which high school, it's it's going to be fun. Those kids are learning theater, right? They're just getting into it. It might be a little bit of a mess, but the thing I love with high school is they're so genuine. Like, they're they're not to the Broadway level where everything is perfect and everything goes as planned, even though we know even at the Broadway level, everything does not go to plan, right? Um, but there's something just about seeing those kids have so much fun telling those stories. Um, but either at the high school level or the college level, your local community theater, um, just find a play that you're like, that sounds interesting, that sounds intriguing, and go in with an open mind and just experience it. Um, you might have to go to a couple because not everybody just like your movie preference, right? Not everybody is going to like every play you go to. Some people love Shakespeare. Some people cannot stand Shakespeare, right? Um, and so, but just to get into that, um, that area, that experience, um, that way you can see kind of like, okay, what is this all about? How can I bring this back into the church, right? How can I bring this storytelling? Because that's what it is. It's storytelling. Um, how do I bring this storytelling method back with me into ministry? Yeah, definitely. And so um, I, I would definitely encourage it as well. Uh, I think this is something that you've allowed me to grow in as far as uh going to plays and enjoying and watching. Um, I've watched a couple of plays, uh, well, a couple of plays that you've been in, a couple of plays high schoolers have been in. Uh, I do want to go to Broadway at some point and get to watch uh, the big dogs, so to speak, um, and watching. But the thing is, is um, I've always found that regardless of the play, if I walk in with the mindset of like, I'm just going to experience what happens. Mm -hmm. Um I think that there's a tremendous importance of walking into the theater like that. But I think that transcends all the way back into what we're doing in church too, is like, I need to walk into this room ready to experience what happens. And I think theater allows that to happen in churches mm -hmm. um, even more because I think it allows that um, wall of awkwardness of like, Oh, what is everybody else doing? Kind of thing like that. It allows uh, students especially, and even adults. I mean, in the grand scheme of things, students and adults are way more alike than we'll ever give credit for. Um, <clears throat> but I think that it gives that opportunity to drop the awkwardness because everybody's watching them on stage. No one's watching me anymore. And so it allows you to open up. It allows you to um, pay attention um, and hopefully buy into what's happening in front of you a little bit more, um, arguably even more than worship, even more than um, 
just sitting through a really high energy interactive lesson. Um, theater allows you to have that draw in and that buy in value um, that can really, really catch kids off guard um, and want to learn more and want to do more after they get done. So um, two more ways I'd like to go with this, unless uh, you say something that just sparks another question off my mind. Um, first off is obviously um, there are going to be youth pastors that listen to this and they're like, well, yeah, like we've done a drama team forever. Like this is no big deal. Like love it. Totally agree with the message that y'all are given today. Um, but then there's others that are going to be like, uh, I like applied for the, uh, I like did drama or like I did theater in high school and my theater t teacher like kicked me out because I just could not do it. And so obviously that's not my talent, but how can I go about making that happen within my program, even when theater is not my strong suit? Obviously, a lot of youth pastors don't have that strong suit, and it's a blessing that uh, you have that ability and have that capability to bring into our program. But for the youth pastor that might not have that capability, how else could they go about making that a reality and um, empowering maybe volunteers or students to take charge? Yeah, for sure. If uh, if your skill set is not theater, that's completely okay, right? Not everybody. Um, theater is weird. You have to have a certain eye for like, this person needs to go this way or this way and say this, right? Um, so if you're that director person that you can see that and you can do skits with your students, um, that's amazing. That's great. If not, you'd be amazed at the capability of the students in your youth first off. Um, that if you were just there as the facilitator and you're like, okay, guys, like this is, let's say you have an actual drama team, right? Where you are not doing a, um, a Bible verse skit, right? You're not doing a story from the Bible, but you're doing a skit with a biblical message, right? So um, they're actually having lines. They're actually acting it out. They're not just reading a passage and reenacting it, right? Where there's an actual structure to it that you're wanting. Um they have this uh, amazing ability to naturally kind of know how to do it. Now, there are going to be kids that don't. <laughs> That's okay. They're going to need some direction. Um, but it's called like natural directing, right? And it's basically you're just getting them up on that stage and you give them their lines, you give them their script, and you're going to see how they naturally move, right? Because once again, theater imitates life. They're going to get into these characters, into this script and be like, oh, she should be moving on this line because it's an important line, right? It's a line that you want to move on. Um, so there's going to be some naturalis naturalism to it that they're going to figure it out. Um, or you might find that there is that one student in your group who has that knack for directing and you say, hey, why don't you, um, why don't you direct this one? Why don't you come up and you kind of say, okay, I want you to move this way. I want you to move this way. Um, so first, I would say if you are not that director person, um, first look for that talent in your youth group. 
um, if you have students that are really into theater and enthusiastic about it, there's probably one in your group um, that has been in theater and knows kind of how um, to move people, um, to figure out how to choreograph it and to like pull that emotion out of them, right? And then you're just there um, for the spiritual side, right? Like, hey guys, this message is about this, right? We're trying to get this conveyed to them, right? Um, if you feel like you need that other adult help, um, don't be afraid to reach out into the congregation um, because you don't know. Uh, like I said, acting is one of those things that in the church has a bad stigma, right? And so there might be those that go out to their local community theater and they're acting in it and they're doing stuff and they have a passion for it. But in church, they're like, oh, I can't say <laughs> that I'm like into that, right? They can't say I'm an actor because that just gets a bad rap. Um, and so I know in our church, there are plenty that have acting experience and they've done it for quite a while that probably if I ever needed them, they'd be happy to step in and like come direct something for the youth. Um, so yeah, don't be afraid to reach out for help, but I would say first, um, you might find yourself surprised by what you have in your own youth group. And that just also gives them another chance to step into that leadership role, right? Because they're learning how to tell these stories. They're learning how to minister to others. And if you give them the chance to learn how to direct themselves, learn how to direct others, um, you're just giving them another opportunity to learn how to share the gospel. No, I totally agree. And the thing is, is uh, with that going we all should have access to our high schools more than likely you have a student in your program that is in drama at like at the current time or has been in drama in the past you might even have the capability or the luxury of having the drama teacher go to your church i mean that is an in right there and it's not hey i want you to run this for me but hey i'm gonna try and get this started can I like use you for insight and use you for like helping me understand how to do this better? Uh, because last thing you want to do is like, just be like, Hey, you do drama, you do it kind of thing like that. Because then, I mean, it's just not a good, not a good way to go. Um, but it allows you to have insight and wisdom. And honestly, I would assume that most of y'all could even realistically go talk at uh, go talk to your drama teacher at high school or at junior high um, and be like, Hey, you know, that I don't know you. My name is this. I'm from this church. Um, I'm wanting to start this, but I need help. I don't need you to be there, but I need you to at least like, can I bounce some ideas off of you? And you tell me if they're like, just beyond crazy or that'll never work kind of thing like that. Cause sometimes we just need the sounding board before we can actually take off with an idea. Um, and so finding people with that experience, whether it be people in your church, whether it be youth that are in drama, whether it be going to the school and talking to a drama teacher, um, there's tons of opportunities where you can kind of get that sounding board to say, Hey, I want to portray this. How do I do that? Um, and it's really, really important. So like I said, I had two things, but this dropped, this kind of jumped in before my last question. Obviously, um, there's the serious aspect of skits and drama and plays and trying to incorporate that other narrative, other way of telling the story, whether it be a Bible lesson or whether it be just a spiritual uh, topic that you're trying to get across. What are some fun ways that you can bring drama into the group as well? 
Yeah, for sure. So definitely theater does not have to be this serious production um, in the church. Um, we've done these silly little skits, right? Uh, for the youth group, um, we started a drama team, of course, COVID hit. Um, and so we're trying to get that picked back up. But we did a skit that to start out with, it was just kind of a funny, um, fun, get the kids laughing type skit. Um, that yeah, it had a message. Um, but even more so, it brought the kids together. You know, uh, those performing the skit, they got rehearsal time together. They got all this fun stuff where they were just bonding um, as youth. And then while it was performing, you know, the kids in the youth group had time to sit down together. It had time to laugh. It got them talking with the actors afterwards of, oh my gosh, that was fun and stuff. Um, and so the fun aspect side is not only does it share a message if you do it that way, but if it's just a fun, kooky, um, get them laughing skit, it just kind of breaks that barrier of, you know, youth can be fun. Learning about Jesus can be fun. And then it gets them talking to one another, right? It gives them another thing to talk about that maybe they had never really had anything common before, but now these kids are going up to each other saying hey that was fun like you were so good at that like and it starts a conversation for them and so that's the fun side is it gets them laughing it gets them talking um and it maybe brings together kids that previously didn't have anything in common no definitely that's a fantastic way to incorporate um maybe um separating clicks and making uh clicks mesh and merge together um, it's a great opportunity for uh, just maybe the kid that doesn't do much in the back that never talks, maybe they really, really like theater and they just, they're a completely different person when they're acting. And we've had that before to where we've had kids where they did not talk at all, but we said, Hey, we're going to do this skit. And they were like, uh, yes, like that's, that's what I want to do. And they were a completely different person when they did the skit. Um, but it also allowed them, it allowed our group to see another side of that kid. And they're like, hey, they're not the, wait, that's the kid that doesn't talk to anybody in the back of the room. Like, and then they see them up on stage, like not only being in front of the room, taking a center stage of attention, but then also acting and like being um, just excited and energetic and engaged. And it's just one of those things that it, it kind of shocks kids into like, I didn't know they could do that kind of thing, which is also really, really fun. Um, so obviously last thing that I would say as far as a conversational um, is how to or um, how to kind of get things going is obviously um, while you might be talented in writing two of your own plays, um, there are a lot of people that don't have any ideas as far as that goes. And they're like, you know, skits sound great, but like other than like, all right, we're going to act out Philippians 1, 7 through, I mean, like, it's yeah. other than that, like, how are, what are some resources that you've used? Um, where are some, uh, uh, what are some good uh, people to go look at as far mm -hmm. as uh, opportunities to where maybe they can pick up some skits or just watch people that do skits um, to uh, maybe get some ideas? Yeah. Um, first, I will say there is a plethora of um, free content out there, right? You type in the internet, 
Christian skits and you're going to be overloaded with stuff. Um, and some of those are going to be really good. And then some of them you're going to be like, eh, right. Um, but don't be afraid to search around, uh, search online, um, because you, there is a lot of content out there um, that you can easily find. When you type into YouTube theater skits, um, you're going to be able to watch uh, youth groups like yours um, do these skits. And you're like, oh, we could do something like that uh, for sure. Um, also, there's skits out there that... Um, I always call it pantomime, but it's not really, but I can't find the right word right now. Um, but basically you take a song and you tell the story of that song. So the kids don't have any speaking lines. They're not having to memorize. They're not having to do anything, um, but you get this motion going through it, right? That you find those stories um, at youth camp this summer. We did Casting Crowns, Can Anybody See Her? right? Um, because it's this song that already has this amazing story, and then the kids just act it out. And you might have to help them act it, you know, find the pieces, um, but they don't have to memorize words that way. And you can find tons of examples of that on YouTube that you can kind of copy and get started. And then once they're comfortable, they might come up to you with a song and be like, I want to do this one, right? Um, and those can be really powerful. Uh, not Every theater has to have words, right? Just hearing the song and seeing the story. Um, I found that we do that a lot at summer camp and that's the skit that usually hits them the hardest, right? It's not the ones with words, but it's just the one that connects to them. Um, so YouTube is a great opportunity when you look at those, just type in, you know, Christian song skits and it brings up tons um, when you type in on the internet, Christian skits, you're going to get a ton. One that I absolutely love to use is the skit guys. Um, and if you haven't heard of the skit guys, it's uh, it's two guys that they do all these different Christian skits. And they go from anywhere from just absolutely silly and doesn't have really any message in it, but it gets the kids laughing. It gets them entertained um, to really serious skits. Uh, one that I always love is the um, the chisel, God's chisel skit. Um, and it's really powerful. It's really moving, but it's really simple and easy. And so um, that's definitely one that I would recommend looking into, watching theirs, um, looking at their videos online and everything. They also have on their website, they have people that write for them. And these uh, people write anything from Christmas skits, everyday skits, Easter skits, um, from two people to like 10 kids. Um, but they have all of these on their website where you can go and you can pay for them. And you get the actual script with the staging and the blocking and everything like that. Um, and so it's a really good resource, not only to watch them, but they actually have all of these skits that they recommend with their scripts um, right there for you that you can purchase. And I've used them multiple times. They're really good. So, yeah, I and like she said, if you haven't seen the skit, guys, get yeah. on YouTube at, right after you're done listening to this. They have so many different skits on there. Tommy and Eddie are absolutely hysterical. Um, had the privilege to meet both of them, gosh, five, six years ago. Um, 
they're two, I mean, they're best friends. The story behind them is fantastic. Um, and, and most of their stuff is all about evangelism. It's all about, um, coming to know Jesus. And the reason with that is that, um, Tommy and Eddie are best friends. They've been best friends since high school or junior high. I don't remember which one, but, um, Eddie literally came to know Jesus because Tommy invited him to youth group. Um, and that one simple invite God used to not only allow a salvation to happen, but then turned it into this um, opportunity for them to display skits to the world over. Um, and they have been on so many different stages. They've been to all kinds of different conferences. Um, and the message always stays the same. They're just two best friends having a lot of fun trying to make each other laugh. Um, and they, they demonstrate and spread the gospel in, in an incredible way. Um, and so even if you don't use them, like use their skits, get on YouTube, watch a few of them. They're great icebreakers for a lesson, uh, for you to just throw on, um, to kind of add to it at the end. But, um, skit guys cannot recommend them enough. Uh, would love to have Tommy and Eddie on this show at some point in time, uh, which would be an absolute dream. Um, but <clears throat> that is, uh, really the kind of conversation for today. We, uh, love, love, love the conversation. I've been looking forward to this one for a while. Um, but I knew that, uh, I could pretty much, uh, I've called Shauna my pinch runner for a long time now, because whenever I needed an episode, it's just like, Hey, you work with me. Um, so we're going to get this one out and I'm excited that we finally get the chance to do it. Um, but finally, other than that, how can they connect with you? Um, if they want to maybe send a message, send an email, talk to you about, um, starting a theater program in their youth group. Yeah, for sure. And uh, I will 100% walk you through what I know. I am no expert, <laughs> but I have a passion for it and I have a heart for it. And I'd be sure to help you to the best of my ability or maybe point you towards someone who knows more than me. Um, but yeah, if you want to contact me, um, my email is S as in Shauna, Johnson at wileymethodist.org. And uh, if you shoot me an email, I'm pretty quick to respond if you want to reach out that way. So, yeah, well, once again, thank you, Shauna, for coming on the show. Uh, <laughs> thank you for all of your passions and the 100 billion different ways that you help me with our youth program. Um, excited to finally have you on the show. Uh, but that is all that we have for this show. Um, just a few quick things. Did you know that you can support our podcast by becoming a Patreon member? You can go to patreon.com slash talkstudentmen, and you can check out how to sponsor our show as well as the different perks that, yeah, that come with being a subscriber. Um, if you can't support us financially, that's totally fine. All we ask is that you do your part to get the podcast out to the greater student ministry audience. Share our podcast with your youth pastor friends. Maybe it's this episode. Maybe it's another episode. Um, share it with them on social media um, and tag an episode that stood out to you. Um, but either way, be sure to tag us in the post on your favorite platform by using at talk student men. 
Um, and then finally, if you'd like to be on the show in the future, just like Shauna was, um, reach out to us on social media or send us an email podcast at studentministryconversations.org. And we would love to set up a time to where you can come on the show with us because in the grand scheme of things, you, the listeners are the bread and butter of this show. We want you to be on the show because this show is about youth pastors in the trenches, doing ministry, sharing what they know. Um, and we can't do that without you guys stepping up to the mic and being a part of the conversation. So, but finally, Shauna, a lot of fun, loved the conversation, such a great topic. And I cannot wait to hear feedback from listeners when they get to hear this one. Um, for all that are listening, we hope that you have a great week and we will see you next time.